Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Working Class Observer, the Class Warfare Report. I'm your host, Andrew C. I am ready with a bowl of Colorado's finest herb and a cup of my favorite juice, the Dirty Water Coffee. And uh, yeah, I already have these articles ready to go. Um, and the transmission should be smooth. It should be a smooth transmission. Mm. Please, if you have not gotten your coffee, please do. You haven't, if you happen to have any herb and rolling papers, uh, I suggest you work on that as well. You know, bowl works too. Uh, ha ha ha. I'm enjoying this. Uh, don't let anybody or the sound of my monotone voice fool you. I enjoyed bringing this to you because it is pretty exhausting and frustrating to see how uh, I don't I don't really know what to say about it other than that the fact that the media will literally roll over when it's time for fascism. So, you know, it's a uh, it's a good thing we have so many leftists, uh, bread tubers and podcasts and what have you. Um, but you really can't have enough. When I really think about it, we we can't have enough. And uh, even though mine may be full of gaffes, uh, stupidity, and uh, average Joe knowledge, um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. And today I'm doing some protesters take issue with police kneeling, calling it PR stunt. This is from ABC News by Stacy Chen. Oh, look, it says it's a 10 minute read. That's cute. Say 10 minute and some change with some addendums, you know? Some uh, little highlight notes as if I was the editor at ABC News. But, uh, you know, I'm only here to look at the rhetoric because the rhetoric is kind of what floats in the in the zeitgeist and the stream of consciousness that is the United States. Oh, man. Stacy Chen. Let's get one more sip. One more sip. Oh, gotta love that. Mm, I love coffee. All right. Stacey Chen reports, ABC News. When a high-ranking Los Angeles Police Department commander kneeled with protesters outside of Mayor Eric Garcetti's house earlier this week, it appeared to be a moment of solidarity. However, many protesters and organizers say they don't want police officers to kneel, with some calling it a PR stunt that doesn't contribute to the movement. I'm not going to reveal my power level on this one right here. Uh, I'm just going to keep reading. While ABC News was interviewing Corey Palka, the assistant commanding officer for LAPD's West Bureau, he was interrupted by Kendrick Sampson, a Black Lives Matter organizer and actor. I'm not sure I'm familiar with his work. Quote, we don't want anybody to take a knee. A knee doesn't help me heal the wounds. They shot me seven times on Saturday, Samson says, shaking his head. It does not help my boy, who has two broken bones in his skull right now, because they aimed a cannon at his head with rubber bullets. Samson, who stars on the show, uh, HBO show Insecure, called the commander's actions a farce and said it was, quote, PR to make them look good, unquote. 
Again, I don't really want to harp on this too much because I do agree it's a PR stunt. It's a photo op. I mean, it's around the same time that Trump took that picture, but like, you know, a little too late. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I said I'm not going to get too far into it because I, you know, if you're, if you're here, you know, you probably already know that where this is going. If not, I will elaborate more at the end, but the PR to make it them look good, not that bad. And then here I'm already kind of getting the vibes from this ABC news article that the protesters are now being dicks to the good cops and uh it's a pr stunt <laughs> you know it's uh taking the movement's words and twisting it uh, everything the media is doing is to actually undermine uh the protests and the movement and i I, w I will get into that more uh i said i didn't want to get into it much right now because i could rant forever uh but samson believes that it is a pr stunt and on friday Samson shared a photo of the bloody wounds on his leg from being shot with pepper balls while also encouraging the mayor to attend a Black Lives Matter town hall. And within the article, there is a, a picture of a tweet from Kendrick Samson, and it says, Hey, at Mayor of LA, you've been invited to our at BLMA, uh, ooh, BLMLA town hall. We know you received our invitation. We have some questions about the brutality and abuse you've encouraged from the LAPD and your plans to defund the police because that is what this movement is actually becoming. We will be there. Will you? Um, yeah, his uh, leg is pretty messed up. It looks like there was a bit of penetration on the higher side of his left knee closer to his knee that one definitely looks closer to a puncture wound but not not too bad uh the rest of it's bruised pretty hard and it kind of even has a geometrical shape like he was hit definitely with the rubber uh batons i believe they're called so that's great it looks like a pellet and batons but there's also a bit of a gash around that uh what looks to be more like a uh puncture wound um in the circle of a almost per like half crescent moon so that itself also kind of looks mm, like it was like a canister or something pardon the sniffles i have allergies come like june july so if i sound stupid um i'm gonna blame it on that but uh yeah i don't I don't like the picture of his leg. It looks pretty vicious uh, for merely protesting. You know, uh, I, I could rant about it, but we all know that the painting of rioting and looting as the only thing that is going on in these streets is giving a pass to this kind of abuse and brutality, and that's really upsetting to me right now. All right. So we're going to move on. Similar gestures of police officers kneeling, hugging, and marching with protesters around the country have been shared widely on the internet. In many instances, the protesters have been the ones who asked the officers to kneel with them, and the gesture has elicited cheers. 
All right, I don't know about the... the truth of that. Because I have actually not seen any videos of protesters doing that. But at the same time, you know, just like how we don't, how you at night you have the rioters and looters, and it's not all protesters, right? And maybe it's not even protesters. Maybe it's just people who are upset. Or, well, that, okay, that was a contradictory statement. And like I said, I will say stupid things. What I actually meant is some of those people are taking, there are going to be people taking advantage of looting opportunities and times to commit crimes, just like how white supremacists came out to hurt people. So, you know, you're going to have people in the peaceful protests think it's a good idea to have the cops kneel. Kneel with the day protest, but then beat the shit out of the people at the night protests. And it's just because we're... The, the, the movement is so decentralized right now, you know, it's, uh, it's all over the place, it's people who think it's just reform, it's people who think it's defund the police, people think it is abolish the police, people think it's time for the revolution, and other people want uh, the criminal justice to be fixed, like that system to be fixed, and um, they want to see justice for George Floyd, they want to see justice for Breonna Taylor, uh, and name after name after name after name, because no, most of these cops never really get charged. So there's a lot of shit going on here, and, um, you know, you can kind of get lost in what reason certain people are there who then might invite cops to do this photo op moment, because a cop isn't going to do it if their job really actually isn't on the line. You know, they're not protesting anything, really, you know, if they were really against what the police stand for, there would be a mass union of police who would then do a general strike. That's not what we're seeing. I I think that's what, you know, would show actual solidarity for sure. Back to the article. The paradox is highlight. Oh, you know, I was I'm returning back to the article, but I want to restart from where I had started ranting because the propaganda and narrative that is being pushed here by ABC News is very important to the context of the article, and it's going to be very important for when I reach the end of this propaganda machine, or. Uh, I guess propaganda product because the machine is ABC News but at the end of this product uh, then I will be able to fully discuss the matter but I want to start again from where I started ranting and then hopefully I can finish this bitch without ranting but we shall see Similar gestures of police officers kneeling, hugging, and marching with protesters around the country have been shared widely on the internet. In many instances, the protesters have been the ones who asked the officers to kneel with them, and the gesture has elicited cheers. The paradox has highlighted the country's struggle to navigate the complex and delicate relationship between law enforcement and the communities they are supposed to protect. On June 3rd, Buffalo, New York, police officers were filmed kneeling with protesters outside City Hall. One day later, in a now viral video, two officers pushed a 75-year-old man to the ground during a protest outside City Hall, seriously injuring him and resulting in both being arrested. I thought they were just suspended. Huh. They were arrested. But it isn't... The, yeah, ABC News has the... 
video here, second degree assault. Um, expected back in court July 20th. Do not lose this case. July 20th, Buffalo police officers. Do not lose this case. July 20th, Bolo, uh, July 20th court case for Buffalo police officers who shoved the 75 year old man down to the ground. Do not, do not forget about July 20th, Buffalo police. But I also wanted to see, I had heard here that uh, police, do a little research here, uh, 57 like cops went on strike because of their firing. Yep, the Guardian here reports New York State 57 police resigned to support officers fired for shoving 75-year-old. They're showing solidarity for each other. That's what I'm talking about, is if they, they actually felt that the community was more important than the institution that is the police as we know it right now, they would leave the force, demand change, but they don't want it to change. All right? Don't get lost in that. You know, people, some cops really do not want to have these senseless murders, but they don't want police reform. Um, the idea of police don't want police reform. The institution does not want police reform. In fact, it wants to be this. This is what it wants. So um, let's not forget that some cops are enjoying this. I went on a rant again. unfortunate both were arrested i went to fact check that and it led me down another rabbit hole all right you take a sip of coffee every time i say rabbit hole so i'm gonna start it back to get back into the context on june 3rd buffalo new york police officers were filmed kneeling with protesters outside city hall one day later, in a now viral video, two officers pushed a 75-year-old man to the ground during a protest outside City Hall, seriously injuring him and resulting in both being arrested. Roxanne Gay, a best-selling author and activist, shared the same apprehension as Samson about protesters sharing moments with law enforcement. Um, we, the article includes a tweet here, too, of the Buffalo police officers uh, taking a knee. Moments before the 8 p.m. curfew. It's a little bit darker now because, you know, Colin Kaepernick had this symbol of kneeling as, uh, you know, his protest movement. And now when the police use it, I feel like they're doing it for Derek. And maybe that's not what they intended or maybe it is what some of them intend. I'm not really sure. I'm just not thinking that kneeling is the best way to show solidarity maybe not showing up to that 8 p.m curfew riot where you get to shoot tear gas and stun grenades and all of your fun toys at people uh maybe not showing up to that you know because uh it was that that happened before any looting any burning so we really need to consider what message they are trying to send Oh, man. So, Roxanne, here's Roxanne Gay's quote. Um, she's a best-selling author and activist. Quote, 
I need cops and politicians and white people more broadly to stop kneeling. She wrote on Twitter, we don't need you to kneel. We need you to stand up for real, radical, sustained change. And this is exactly what I've been ranting about. This is exactly just, I stopped the article and really the activist that they quote um, really carries the message, but then they usually have a paragraph afterwards that undercuts that message. So I'm going to read that quote again. I need cops and politicians and white people more broadly to stop kneeling. We don't need you to kneel. We need you to stand up for real, radical, sustained change. The article continues. The specific act of kneeling also carries a different connotation at this particular point in time, as Paula Minor, a Black Lives Matter Los Angeles organizer, pointed out. Given Floyd died with an officer's kneeling on his neck, Minor told ABC News she's highly uncomfortable with officers taking a knee. Yep, see, I went on that rant for no reason. That's, I gotta stop doing that. I gotta read the whole thing and then break it down, but I, I just, I, I snap. Minor hopes we don't get caught up in symbolism. That's not what we're here for. The change has to occur from within. I agree. Others, like protesters Simeon, Barty, see kind interactions between police officers and protesters as genuine acts of compassion. On Thursday morning, Barty shared a now viral video of a white Houston police officer comforting his daughter after she began crying at a protest. I haven't seen this video, um, but one cop having a humane moment does not change everything. Um, you know, I do remember that these are humans, but they do not recognize the institution that they are upholding. And so until they recognize the institution that they are upholding, they are a danger to public safety. I'm sorry that it's like that, but it's like that. All right. Here's the quote from the uh, video of the officer. She asks... Okay, so here's the tweet from... Here's the tweet that then went viral. This will make more sense. Simeon B. tweets, During the protest in Houston yesterday, one of the police officers noticed my daughter crying. She asked him, Are you going to shoot us? He got down on one knee, wrapped his arm around her, and responded. He said he appreciated the sense of comfort the officer gave his daughter. Quote, I do love that you have those officers who are willing to understand what's going on. Barty told ABC News. Quote, I know not all officers are racist or prejudiced. Not all of them want to harm and antagonize African Americans. Unquote. But like I said, the institution does. So think about that. Having experienced police brutality in his own family, Barty understands the pain the country is going through. Adding he would like to see these police officers' empathy extend well beyond the protests. Quote, it's good to see law enforcement participate with the community and support the community, said Derek Johnson, president and CEO of the NAACP. However, in order for the country to move on, systemic reform is needed, he added, including the abolishment of qualified immunity and separation of law enforcement from district attorney's offices. I don't think that goes far enough. That is 
completely middle of the road. I won't fix anything. It's only going to piss off both sides with another eventual outcome of uh, madness. There is no definitive way to judge these interactions as one reality. It depends on the community. Johnson told ABC News. As a Mississippi resident, Johnson said a mile across county lines can mean a much more hostile environment for he and his family. Like many, Johnson has been working to change the fundamental role of law enforcement in our society while threading the needle of police-community relationship. Quote, If they, police officers, don't live in your jurisdiction, then the connection is different, and how they see African Americans is different, Johnson said. It's hard to respect a community if you're not a part of it. I agree with you, Johnson, completely with that quote. After a week of nationwide protests sparked by George Floyd's death, the country is showing signs of reformation. Garcetti announced sweeping reforms to the LAPD, including cutting $100 million to $150 million from the department's budget, something protesters have been calling for. Garcetti said $250 million would instead be spent on programs benefiting black and brown communities in the country. So, I mean, it, that becomes a, a donation. But again, like, it's not really, we're not, it's not, this, none of this is enough. None of this is enough. And we need uh, sweeping reforms. Um, I really hope that there is an announcement of, like, 10-step plans on how to completely reform the police force in Los Angeles. Because these are, pat this is patchwork. This is patchwork, you know? This is patchwork. And if they actually take this as defunding the police, when I don't even know what the LAPD's actual budget is, but if you're able to cut it 100 to $150 million and still effectively uh, protect, serve and protect your, your streets and communities, then holy shit, were you being overserved before? Fuck. All right. Completely went on a rant again. So back to the quote. This is uh, Samson talking again. Quote, what would give me hope is if they decide to give us the money, the inflated budget of the police department, and actually put it into systems that were meant to care and stop continuing the legacy of slave catching. Unquote. Samson told ABC News. I agree with that sentiment, for sure. And I think, you know, LA is more fit people of LA are more fit to talk about what that money should go towards. But I just think that we really need to change a lot more. It's not, this isn't enough. Uh, the article has a picture here. Uh, Chief of Department of the New York City Police, Terrence Monahan, hugs an activist during a protest in New York. June 1st, 2020, demonstrators took to the streets of New York to protest. We all know why they went to the streets. I hate that the, every article is still, like, reminding everybody why we're here at the streets. As if, like, again, I just don't think that they're part of the solidarity movement. They're just passive <laughs> machines of the state. It's weird. They're very active in participating in that. Um, but, yeah, there's a, a photo out moment here. Um, I think what the woman that's hugging him is genuine, genuinely feeling that. I'm just not sure that the chief of police is. I'm, I'm, he's a public figure. I'm very worried about their intentions. 
because real solidarity is like you would change you would change you know it's the same thing that you have with like any kind of relationship you know if you're in an abusive relationship and they really love you they would change and it extends into almost every part of relationships but back to the article in addition to budget cuts the department will invest in implicit bias training youth and overnight programs to reduce police misconduct according to the mayor the police union was less than supportive of the budget cuts with the la police protective league releasing a statement friday saying garcetti had lost his damn mind Ooh, this isn't good city leaders in seattle san francisco and minneapolis are also looking to shift funds from the police department as a means of curbing overly aggressive police tactics in new york state the effort to repeal police transparency law is gaining momentum though facing criticism from police unions see police unions actually aren't there to uphold uh any real uh union for the cops other than what they what what they uh do or don't want to do they don't want to go through all of this training they don't want to lose the money they uh uh don't want to do implicit bias training youth and overnight programs and uh they don't want to the the budget cuts you know i'm gonna go on to the statement now because that that article is over um but yeah it's uh it's uh, not a very great It's not a very great article just because it muddies up the waters yet again um and i hate that at the very end they just add that the uh la police protective league uh said that garcetti is losing his damn mind because it could lead to uh very bad implications of either the mayor being voted out or the police just not listening to the man it, uh, whoa wow 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 we walk like the fact that that is that just a very very tiny tag at the end is very concerning but thankfully they actually left a link here to the statement um which i was gonna check out and now yep all right uh and here it says from abc7 by Miriam Hernandez. Amid proposed budget cuts, Los Angeles Police Union says Mayor Garcetti has, quote, lost his damn mind. The union that represents Los Angeles police officers is firing back at Mayor Eric Garcetti for his comments made while discussing his plans to cut the LAPD's budget. After the outrage over George Floyd's death arrived in the city, sparking some violent protests last weekend and clashes between protesters and police, Garcetti responded with his plans to address their concerns. On Wednesday, he announced the city would abruptly reverse plans for boosting LAPD's spending and instead redirect $250 million from the city budget into programs for health care, jobs, and, quote, healing aimed largely at the black community. Garcetti on Thursday had been addressing a forum of black leaders when he made a remark about change that agitated the union. It starts someplace, quote, it's a Garcetti quote, it starts someplace. And we say we are going to be who we want to be, or we are going to continue to be the killers that we are, he said. Los Angeles Police Protective League on Friday labeled Garcetti, quote, unstable, and accused him of political pandering after he referred to killers in remarks about the proposed spending change. See, the, the cops are really not on the same side as the protesters at all. 
at all. This is n- not be. This is going from uh, justice for George, which I think is a very, very important part of this. If we do not get justice for George, it is going to get a lot fucking worse. A lot worse. We need it, and we need criminal justice reform. But also, we need cops to acknowledge what kind of institution that they are so that we can reform it to be a more (laughs) protect and serve the people rather than property uh, and elites. That's kind of where we're at right now. But the mayor is actually going to lose control of his police force, which, uh, holy shit. Uh, this this is quickly becoming a movement of citizens versus police. And if that don't kickstart a civil war, I don't know what the fuck will. It could happen here. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, check it out. I just never really heard this scenario being in there. But, you know, it's also, you know, this isn't the the catalyst it's a catalyst you know a revolution is actually many catalysts um uh hitting a singularity creating um either a vacuum or a fucking leaf blower i'm not really sure i've never lived through one but i've seen them in history and they are a list of catalysts so uh let's just move on to the article since uh uh, Los Angeles Police Protective called Garcetti unstable for referring to, uh, uh, for political pandering with uh, calling cops killers. Pardon the sniffles. Quote, now, with the current crisis situation in Los Angeles, we are honestly concerned about his mental s- health, and I think he should seek some help, unquote, says Detective Jamie McBride, a union board member. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. That is a, wow, Uh, wow. That's a calling into question authority pretty hard. Questioning the mental health though. And it kind of even takes like a little threat undertone under there, but moving on with the article. The union on Friday issued a statement requesting a crisis response team be sent to the mayor, quote, because Eric has apparently lost his damn mind. Whoa. Members of the union saw Garcetti's remark directed at them, as well as, quote, the law enforcement community throughout the world, unquote, and warned the cut in spending would lead to more crime. Again, I can't tell how much of this is a threat. Uh, quote, he called us killers. Not just us, also the rest of the law enforcement community throughout the world, unquote, said McBride. At a Friday briefing, the mayor said the shift in funding, quote, is not an attack on any police officers, unquote, but would come from agencies across city government. He said his comment on, quote, killers was misunderstood. He said he was referring to the collective burden of society for injustices that remain in the black community. Uh, the ABC is not doing a very good job of quoting the mayor here. Uh, quote, we collectively have a choice of whether we'll be those who heal or whether we'll be continuing being killers, he said. I won't have those words distorted. It's almost as if they just replaced the quote. Oh my God. 
Oh man, I'm not even gonna get into that. They're they are so bad at reporting. And while Garcetti praises the work of officers, he also is showing critics that he has heard their calls for reform. Officials will identify as much as $150 million to slash from the LAPD budget of nearly $2 billion. Holy shit. We got a $2 billion police force in fucking LA? Whew. I mean, if they cut the budget, that just means that, like, they're going to have, like, cheaper service in the uh, poorest areas. And then, like, the... The, the elites will have their protective force to make sure their property isn't touched. Totally makes sense. It's a, it's a form of punishment on both the, the community and uh, the police because it's not enough to actually affect the police to change from within, which what, what we what we need. If not from within, then it must be dismantled so that it can be rebuilt. Um, but uh, good god like i think la is uh going to become an epicenter of fuego like i'm not excited about this because the mayor is not handling it well the police union is not handling it well and uh i do not like where this is going um i think he did (laughs) i think he did what the people wanted which was defund the police hashtag you know but he's literally fanning the flames alongside the police union like they're both just fanning the flames of this increasingly shitty situation and i feel like they aren't really doing what they're supposed to the pending cut in police funds represents a sharp break from garcetti's predecessors including antonio villaraigosa villaraigosa i don't know uh, including Antonio V, who made increasing the size of the department a priority. So that's what I'm saying, too, is that we have the same system with presidents, mayors, um, and governors, is that you have people cycling through, and they're usually like the, the, you pull left, I pull right, you pull right, I pull left, just constantly with the public, and it's not going to actually fix anything. It's patchwork every time. Every time. It's just patchwork. Quote, it is going to cause delays in response time to 911 calls. It is going to cause crime to go out of control, said McBride. Um, Again, feel like that's a threat. Union Vice President Jaretta Sendos accused city leaders of pandering to the fraction of protesters who were destructive. At a meeting with Councilmember Monica Rodriguez... Wait, 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 wait. What would be pandering to the peaceful protesters be then? Because they want about just as much as the rioters do. But it's actually the rioters who get most of the work done because, you know. I don't, I shouldn't have to explain that. Quote, you bow down to Black Lives Matter. These police officers who are out here protecting the city. If not for them, this city would be burnt down right now unquote hmm sandoz said the union on friday cautioned viewers of social media that clips of officers engaged in force are not seeing the context prompting the force quote so for the city leaders now to turn their back on the officers who kept the city as safe as they could it is disgusting unquote said mcbride Oh, apparently the Associated Press contributed to this report. 
Holy shit. Um... They also suggested independent prosecutors could be a possible solution in pursuing police violations. Wow. Yeah, I could see the uh, police going on strike and that, you know, I don't think... (sighs) I don't think it would cause, like, the rioters, what they call the rioters... I don't think it would have the protesters go and create more chaos. I think the protesters would then just continue to voice their opinions much louder and not be forced to go home. I am worried about what they do call outside agitators who are going to take advantage of the low amount of police to actually cause havoc. And then how that'll be spun. That's, that's, that, that wouldn't be interesting, but God damn it, bro. We're really, uh, really slipping the ball on this one just the way that he uh can't reform his police um willfully they sound like they sound more uh defiant and that's not necessarily what you want from your police force when you're trying to (laughs) control the situation if your police force are sounding like they're going to go on a general strike against protesters and you, then um, we're, we're building a, a campfire that has a lot of sticks. And a uh, pretty uh, big chance to burn real big. Cause a lot more sparks. So... I just want LA to be safe, most importantly, but, um, you know, if the military has to get called into there, though, but, like, that place can turn into Syria pretty quickly. But, it, you know, Silicon Valley has to be protected, so that's another interesting thought. Hmm. It's a growing situation, and I will report more on it as it develops. Thank you for joining me here. I'm going to take another sip of coffee while we marinate in that sadness. Because we went from talking about how police are using PR stunts to kneel with protesters, and that then turned into how the LAPD actually, or not LAPD, but LA Mayor actually took steps to uh, (laughs) defund the police by a small margin of their $2 billion budget. Um, and how the police union, um, might actually turn against the mayor because they think he's lost his mind. They (laughs) the, the article seemed like it was just filled with, uh, just gems of quotes of, uh, just like ambiguous threats, you know, that's not a threat. That's a promise, you know, um, but I'll, I'll try to include the articles, because, gee golly gosh, bro, you know? Honestly, like, so spicy that the the union is literally threatening like this. Saying that their mayor has lost their damn mind. And that just shows, too, that like, they're not actually willing to... The LAPD, especially, too, isn't really willing to do much change. 
So um, if you ever see them kneeling in Los Angeles, uh, just know that they are doing it uh, to look good so that when they go out at night, you can turn away from what really happens. But, you know, that's just it's just a, that's just a working class observation. Let's see here. I had another one. I just wanted to save that article so I could put it in the description. You can check it out. Hmm. Ooh. Yesterday I did a thing about Zuckerberg um, talking about his concrete steps of uh, not radicalizing people anymore and allowing so much disinformation to be floating in his platform. Now that's a, bu- a bunch of bullshit. Another PR stunt, you know. You know, if it's a public figure, they're most likely just trying to get your uh, your compromised smile. So, let's see here. I want to go into before I get into the Zuckerberg article. Should I do that one first? Hmm. Let's see. Let's do the Zuckerberg one. And then I'll end it with a positive note from CNN. Yeah, I know how that sounds. But let's get into the Washington Post here talking about Zucker. The big Zuck. What up, Zuck? Quote. The headline reads. Oh my god, the Washington Post is fucking tagline now is democracy dies in darkness <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I'm not even gonna comment on that uh, thanks Washington Post uh, funded and owned by Jeff Bezos scientists funded by Zuckerberg sent him a letter calling Facebook's practices antithetical to his philanthropic mission more than 140 scientists funded by the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative urged Mark Zuckerberg to enforce stricter policies around the spread of misinformation and incitements to violence. And like I said yesterday, he uh, basically has some people working on this, but he also doesn't really like to be bothered on it too much. In fact, he didn't want to keep hearing about it. And if you haven't heard the episode, I highly suggest that you go back because it talks about uh, how Facebook is the extreme, the, the mainstream extremist churnout machine and also how bad Facebook is at policing its own platform. I shouldn't have used that term, policing. But they have terms of service, and uh, even those are very loose. And uh, I guess monitoring would be the best uh, word for it. All these companies are really just waiting for algorithms to take care of it for them. So, but, you know, let's get into scientists just poning Zuckerberg with his own funded study. The article is by Natasha Teku, T-I-K-U. Um, more than 140 scientists funded by the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, CZI, a philanthropic organization founded by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and his wife Priscilla Chan, sent Zuckerberg a letter Saturday calling the social media site's lax policy enforcement around inaccurate information and incendiary language contrary to CZI's mission to, quote, build a healthier, just, and more inclusive future, unquote. 
most slogans are propaganda. The list of signatories includes professors from more than 60 leading research institutions, including Harvard University, Stanford University, and University of California, San Francisco, as well as one Nobel laureate. Ew. Quote, as scientists, we are dedicated to investigating ways to better our world. The letter says, the spread of deliberate misinformation and divisive language is directly antithetical to this goal, and we are therefore deeply concerned at the stance Facebook has taken. Unquote. The letter calls out on one policy stance in particular, Zuckerberg's decision to allow President Trump to post, quote, when the looting starts, the shooting starts unquote, on Facebook's platform, a reference to the protests around the country following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis police custody. Um, it's also a reference to a 1960s segregationist. Maybe not 60s, it was the 50s. I don't really want to remember him that much. I just want to remember that he is a piece of shit. Um, but like I've said before, I'm really frustrated that a reference to the protests around the country following the death of George Floyd. Like, we don't know what these protests are for. Every article, it's been two weeks, and every article keeps repeating why the protests are happening. As if we don't all know, but it's not just George Floyd anymore. Two weeks of the way that the police have been acting, it's not about just George Floyd anymore. But they, they call that the catalyst. So... It is one of many. Rest in power, George. May you get justice soon. I gotta throw in a little bit of prayer there because I'm just so fucking frustrated by this fucking rhetoric. The scientists argue that the message clearly flouts the company's rules against inciting violence. Twitter did something about it, and then Trump decided to make an executive order, and so then Facebook's like, well, I don't want to piss off that guy. I actually like getting uh, his health, and I uh, like being on his good side. Uh, have I licked that side of the boot, sir? Uh, please, just turn it. Oh, yes. Oh, Cambridge Analytica. Yes, just, just use the back door. Yes, yes, the back door. Yes. Back to the article. Quote, Thus, like many, we are disconcerted to see that Facebook has not followed their own policies in regards to President Trump, the letter says. In a statement, CZI said, quote, the, Zan the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative is a philanthropic organization started by Priscilla Chan and Mark Zuckerberg that is separate from Facebook. We have a separate staff, separate offices, and a separate mission to build a more inclusive, just, and healthy future for everyone through our work in science, education, and on issues related to justice and opportunity. We are grateful for our staff, partners, and grantees in this work, and we respect their right to voice their opinions, including on Facebook policies. They hired researchers, and then they called their data and their research opinions. Because they wanted to pay people that would say otherwise. But I mean, maybe they're going to use this information for something else. It's just fascinating that their statement is just as vacuous as everything that they say that they mean. Um, saying that Priscilla Chan and Mark Zuckerberg, the, the organization, is separate from Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So is the president in Trump. Uh, whatever his business is called. Fucking incorporation, whatever the fuck. I'm 
these business people, these uh, quote-unquote elites, think we're fucking stupid, and I'm tired of it. That's why. That's why they can eat my fucking dick. Yeah, I'm getting real fucking proletariat savage at this point and barbaric because I'm fucking mad. I hate vacuous language and people using words without meaning, without actual fucking true, authentic, genuine, honest purpose. Fuck you, you don't deserve words. All right, let me take a sip of coffee on that one. Cheers. This is good shit. It's good shit. Both current and former Facebook employees have also protested Zuckerberg's call on the shooting and looting post. Rival social media network Twitter took a different approach to the same message from Trump, adding a label that said the post violated its rules around glorifying violence, but allowing it to remain on the site. The scientists who signed the letter have all received funding from CZI or Chan Zuckerberg Biohub a nonprofit resource organization that greatly expanded coronavirus testing in the San Francisco Bay Area and is studying the spread of the virus. Cool. Quote, It's not our job to tell Mark Zuckerberg how to run his company. One of three letter organizers, University of Utah Professor Jason Shepard, said in an interview with The Post. Quote, But we wanted to at least voice a concern about his conflicting missions that we are involved in. And it's time for Facebook to stand on the right side of history, added another organizer, Harvard professor Deborah Marx. The third organizer, Martin Campman, a UCSF professor and investigator at the Chan Zuckerberg Biohub, said that when he reached out to other CZI-backed scientists about the letter, many said they had been contemplating taking a similar step. The Biohub's work on COVID-19 is an incredible force for good for high-risk populations, the Bay Area, Campman said. Quote, it's a fantastic organization. We just see that a lot of these values are at odds with what is currently happening at Facebook, unquote. The letter organizers all received funding through CZI's program to support innovative research on neurodegenerate... Oh, wow. Hey, I'm Andrew, and I'm an idiot. The letter organizers all received funding through CZI's program to support innovative research on neuro degenerative disease that would not receive backing from traditional sources. They have never spoken to Zuckerberg, but decided to appeal to him directly to advocate for change. CZI was founded in 2015 as a limited liability corporation, pledging $3 billion to the goal of eradicating all disease. I just rolled my eyes so fucking hard they're in my mouth. It also focuses on using technology to address challenges, to improve learning experiences for children, and to reform the criminal justice system. Oh my god. What a fucking twat. He's gonna be the next conspiracy theory, though. Everybody's got these kind of foundations and institutions and limited liability corporations and what have you everyone all these rich people have them it's just fucking frustrating to hear that they have so much power and influence and all they do is to continually use it to meddle with people's lives (sighs) 
In a private letter to CZI employees on Thursday, Chin, who shares the CEO role at CZI with her husband, pledged her support for the Black Lives Matter movement and acknowledged that CZI employees and grantees may feel an inherent tension between Facebook's policies and their work for the organization. Quote, I know many of you, too, are struggling with Facebook's policies in light of their place in this moment. It is also frustrating to feel like your work is set back by something you don't have control over. That is a tough weight to carry, especially now, and I am sorry for it." Unquote. Again, a very empty statement. Although we are separate organizations with different values, missions, and teams, the reality is that we share the same leader, and we wouldn't be here without Facebook's success, Chan continued. It is not binary, and it's not an easy tension to bridge for many of you who are feeling conflicted. I believe we are driving real progress and change across science, education, criminal justice reform, housing immigration. Oh, no, housing and immigration are in separate commas. My bad. Uh, criminal justice reform, housing, immigration, in our local community, and beyond. It's making a difference. You are all making a difference here at CZI. And Mark and I feel so lucky to be in this work with you. Another vacuous statement. Yes, so they, uh, again, admit that Facebook is not going to change. It's going to completely com uh, continue dividing the country amongst uh, the working class, the proletariat, the common folk. Um, it's going to continue to put us in our little bubbles. It's going to continue externing, uh, shooting out extremists or, or at least banning them to, to gab for a little bit. But um, yeah. Uh, they're saying that we are going to continue advancing these studies with uh, rich people behind the scenes, rich people and scientists informing ourselves, gaining knowledge for ourselves, and uh, use that to then uh, uh, educate children, house immigrants, uh, all these things that everybody thinks is so important. But Facebook is not going to change. And I know that's very hard for you guys. I know, I know, I, I know, I am so sorry, but we are really making a difference. So if y'all can just fucking suck it up and get the fuck back to work, we can really make a difference in this country and beyond. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I feel like the article was pretty clean cut on exactly what it was. It was a vacuumist statement by billionaires to say that they care. They don't. The Facebook story will continue to develop. So until then, I'm going to move on to the last article I wanted to get into, which is a much more positive article. In my opinion. But uh, still don't really like the... Uh, the, 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 the media outlet itself, but I'll take... I'll take it where I can find it. CNN. Protesters have been marching for nearly two weeks and crowds have only gotten bigger. By Christina. Ooh. I'm not going to be able to say that last name. Maxoris? Maxoris? Ooh. Maxori? Hmm. Well, it's by Christina M. Massive demonstrations across large U.S. cities, and small ones too, 
have been underway for nearly two weeks and protests show no signs of slowing down. Saturday's marches drew some of the largest crowds since the demonstrations began, especially in the nation's capital. The words Black Lives Matter now aren't just chanted across U.S. cities, but by thousands of people globally, including in France, Germany, England, Australia, and Canada, who is going through their own... Canada is dealing with their own police brutality, believe it or not. The short, powerful message... That, that was an addendum for me. Santa did not include Canada's plight. Because CNN's not actually introduced, interested in sharing true solidarity. It's just, here's some news. You know, France is standing with you. It's not like they're going through their own shit. <laughs> God. The short, powerful message was even captured from space after the mayor of Washington, D.C. ordered it painted in giant yellow letters on the street leading to the White House because he wants to shit on Trump. <laughs> That's, that was an, another addendum for me because if you're going to show solidarity and change your fucking police force from the ground up nationwide anyways the, the, the article continues the damage and looting that overshadowed the earlier days of unrest have mostly subsided and some cities have begun doing away with curfews in others including in New York the nightly deadlines remain quote we are a peaceful protest. There's no reason that we should be arrested for being outside peacefully, said Paris, a protester in Manhattan's Greenwich Village. You see no looting. You see no rioting. The fact that they would give us a curfew at 8 p.m., they're trying to control us. They don't have that right to control us. If we want to speak, if we want to march, we don't have to be silent. Despite experts' concerns about coronavirus spread, the peaceful crowds decrying police brutality and demanding both justice for George Floyd and sweeping changes within the country's policing systems continue to swell in size. And as the protests enter day 13, some cities have begun rolling out new rules for officers or plans oh, new rules for officers or plans of reform, prompted by both the demonstrations and the violent police response they've been met with, including tear gas and rubber bullets. Nice. I like... Alright. like that they said the violent police response. I like that. Cool. Good job. Some police departments suspend tear gas use. Police forces all over the U.S. have come under fire for their use of excessive force during the protests. The very thing demonstrators say they are speaking out against. In just a week, footage showed police in Buffalo, New York, push an elderly protester to the ground, causing him to bleed from the head. In Florida, Lauderdale, Florida, an officer was placed on administrative leave after shoving a kneeling protester during a demonstration. And in Kansas City, Missouri, footage shows officers using pepper spray and restraining a man who was yelling about police using excessive force. And I want to add an addendum here. That is a very short list of a, a actual long list of police brutality that happened during these protests. Back to the article. On Saturday, per Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler directed the city's police chief to stop using tear gas to disperse crowds. Quote, unless there is a serious and immediate threat to life and safety, there is no other viable alternative for dispersal. Oops. I did him an injustice by not quoting that right, so let me quote it again. Unless there is a serious and immediate threat to life and safety, and there is no other viable alternative for dispersal. 
That's the only time they were supposed to use tear gas. But like, you can use that justification. Again, that just seems like a PR stunt for the people sitting at home. Um, on Saturday, Portland Mayor. Yep, I got that one. Quote, I stand in solidarity with our nonviolent demonstrators who are sending a strong message that we are long overdue for meaningful reform and restorative justice. The mayor tweeted, you're still not doing enough, my dude. And that's because if mayors actually take big steps against their police, the police may actually go on a general strike. The article continues, Portland is the latest U.S. city to move away from the tactic. The Seattle police chief said Friday she suspended the department's use of tear gas for crowd management for at least the next month. And in, De- and in Denver, a federal judge granted a temporary restraining order prohibiting the use of, quote, chemical weapons or projectiles of any kind against peaceful protesters. The order comes after four Denver residents who participated in demonstrations filed a complaint Thursday challenging the department's use of chemical agents and rubber projectiles during protests. Wow, fucking good on them. You know, fucking report the police. Uh, New York's Say Their Name agenda. In New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo outlined a legislative agenda on criminal justice reform, saying on Saturday that his state, quote, is going to lead the way, unquote, in change. Points on the Say Their Name agenda include banning law enforcement officers from using chokeholds. Too little, too late. Designating the Attorney General as an independent prosecutor for matters relating to the deaths of unarmed civilians caused by law enforcement. Not really sure that's a great idea either. Um, We have to also consider what role the DA is going to play in these prosecutions. Um, Because, you know, you're having the DA and the cops who are basically uh, best friends very strange uh prohibiting false race-based 911 reports and making them a crime yeah that's pretty cool it's like a hate crime you know allowing for transparency of prior disciplinary records of law enforcement officers um back on that prohibiting false race-based 911 reports and making them a crime we also just really have to deal with police profiling because that's kind of where these situations also take the dive into that man might get killed or that person might get killed because the cops show up, you know, because of their own biases. And then allowing for transparency for prior disciplinary records of law enforcement officers, uh, that should have been done, uh, the creation of the police. And also, like, I like Bo's idea from the fifth column, Bo of the fifth column, is that, you know, if you have somebody who has uh, excessive force and abuse on their record, then you lose funding for your department because you've chosen to have an officer who beats their citizens or kills them rather than uh, get funding to be uh, a just police department. So I, I think Cuomo's still middle of the road here. Quote, police have to do their jobs, protect public safety. There's also police abuse. There's abuse of power. Protesters, most of the protesters are peaceful. They are indignant. It is righteous indignation. I don't see anybody who can see the Mr. Floyd video and not be indignant. I don't understand how you can see that murder on videotape and not be outraged. I said from day one, I share that outrage. He said, yeah, well, Cuomo, your cops didn't look like you shared that outrage. Not at all. Floyd remembered near his birthplace, 
While thousands of people continued protesting Saturday, hundreds lined up for a public viewing of Floyd's casket in Rayford, North Carolina, about 20 miles from where he was born. Floyd died last month after pleading for his life as ex-Minneapolis officer Derek Chauvin pressed his knee on the man's neck. Since then, Chauvin was arrested and charged with second-degree murder, or nope, sorry, second-degree manslaughter and third-degree murder. Prosecutors later charged him with more serious charge of second-degree murder. The other three officers involved in Floyd's death, J. Alexander Quang, Thomas Lane, and Tu Tao, were charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder and aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter. In a packed memorial for Floyd Saturday, Reverend Christopher D. Stackhouse recounted the protests all over the country and said, quote, Floyd, it was Floyd who sparked the fuse that is going to change this nation. Very true. It's very unfortunate that Floyd is a martyr at this point. It's very unfortunate. We shouldn't have things like this, but then, you know, we would need some serious change in our police force um, and in the way our criminal justice system works. And race relations. That's another big piece of this pie that we have to fix. So I wanted to read that because the main point of the article that I wanted to get at was the fact that the protests are still growing. But CNN wanted to fill it with a bunch of information of what the cities are getting done, what the states are getting done, who, how, how, how the, 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 the politicians are leading the way and making these changes and yet the protests are growing. Um, I hope they continue to grow because what all these politicians are doing is patchwork. That's all it is. They're patching the holes with uh, uh, tape and band-aids. You know, they're applying uh, band-aids to a shotgun wound, if you will. And uh, we need more than that. We need a lot more than that if these protests are going to de-escalate. And also, um, we need to be careful that the police uh, (laughs) um, do the opposite of compromise, you know? Uh, Just become more aggressive or even go on a general strike, which I fear might happen in Los Angeles, but... Um, we need to be delicate on how we move forward because all people are really looking for is a just system, a just system. And um, we're seeing a system refuse that and that the leader of it go, you know, moving into fascism in order to retain that. So it's, it's, it's amazing how much force America is willing to use against people who exercise their First Amendment, which apparently we uphold so high. Um, But we're just not saying it. We're just not saying our leaders take the lead that we need them to because they're not our leaders. If you listen to past podcasts, you know, and, you know, you watch more. Jesus Christ, I'm so flustered by all of this. But if you go into past podcasts of mine, you will find that we are no longer the people, that it's corporations now that are the people. It is the elitists. It's Mark Zuckerberg who uses his platform to divide us. So we need to be on the watch for all of these actors in this zeitgeist because if we're going to see the country that we want our children and their children's children and their children's children's children to live in, and we want a world that is just and equitable and free, then we have to be paying attention in these times. And times are always critical. That's true. That's true. But that's 
that's just part for the course. You know, we're, we're continually building to become a better way of life. It's a never-ending, but there will always be forces trying to retain what is already, even if it does not work for the majority. In fact, even if it harms the majority. But the protests are growing, and they will continue to grow until the police are defunded and fundamentally changed. No justice, no peace. If you like the information presented in this podcast and you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review. Um, I don't have to, but I want to give a shout out to Anchor for supporting uh, free voices. Um, They just give you a platform to do this, and I appreciate them very much. Uh, You know, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Class Observer. You can find me on Facebook at Knowledge Plug. And you can now find me on Twitch as the Working Class Observer, where I will be doing streams of breaking down information. And, you know, maybe at some point I'll be playing some video games, but there's not really any time for video games right now. We really just need to be moving this information as if it was kilos of cocaine. It's just as powerful. Y'all know what I mean? Oh, man, it's a beautiful day out there. Please. Go enjoy yourself some dissent and be safe. And always remember that the struggle of man or woman or anyone in betwixt against power is the struggle of memory against forgetting. Mm-hmm.